Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. <laughs> That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race Season, Season 12. 12. Are you ready, Doctor? More than ready. Let's get into it. Yeah. Hey, how is everyone? Welcome back. Welcome mm. back. How are you doing, Doctor? Very well, thank you. Thank All things you. considered. Cool. I'm well. Thank you. Well, I was just about, you know, <laughs> jumping the gun um, a little bit. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> How's your quarantine going? Have um, you posted a thirst pic yet? <laughs> no. Have you bleached your hair? <laughs> no, but I know somebody who has. No. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. You're trying to read me there. <laughs> so, just a, a little bit of background. I've always wanted to dye my hair silver, like that white silver. I don't know if you've seen America's Next Top Model, but Jay Manuel. Do you remember that guy on yeah, there? Yeah, I remember Jay Beautiful Manuel. brown, mm. tan skin, very much like me. And he had um, silver hair. And this from years ago. And I was like, oh my God, I really want to dye my hair that color. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll look really, really good on on me you know like not much i think you dropped that looks a lot. bad on me thank you <laughs> so then um you know now is the best time for you to do it. i mean everyone's dying their damn hair crisis bleaching yes so i wanted to join it no one's gonna see me i'm at home all the time mm. um and so i bought the uh stuff from home home bargains of all places really yeah i mean for, for our listeners from- around the world <laughs> home bargains is a wonderful <laughs> shop it's our favorite place to shop and it's top bronze at bottom prices yes and that isn't product placement that's true faith in them as a um i think the equivalent will be like company. the the dollar store in the states yeah so a lot i think of our listeners from the states or like walmart but like worse next time they have drag race uk they should sponsor the first episode shouldn't they they should have a drag on a home bargains budget well so um, so i went there and i'm like you know what i'm gonna dye my hair and it's such a risky thing and it's you know you have to be very very careful so i was like i'm gonna get it from home bargains you know <laughs> why not well it is top brand <laughs> and then I, I i tried to dye my hair and i only did a tiny bit a little patch mm-hmm. test and it's um I have very thick, very dark black hair. It's jet black. So, um, long story short, I've got a bit of a uh, ginger. I got a little bit of a. Uh, it's like Rogue from X Men. She's got a nice little white streak. <laughs> I've literally got a nice little red auburn. Let's go with auburn. <laughs> it's kind of auburny. I think the comparison to Rogue is. It's, a it's, little it's, bit yeah. flattering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more of a, of a maybe a badger that's had a brush with a red hair dye pack. Um, no. Mm. I mean, you look very handsome all the same. Mm. Just a touch badgery. You know what? Well, I, I can afford to look ugly because I'm t- damn good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, Bolo, you're looking fine today. I can vouch for this, viewers. Joking. So um, what, what else? Have you done the push-up challenge? Don't know what that is. Have you cut your hair yet? No, but I'm going to ask you to do it later. If you ask me to cut your hair, you're going to get one thing only. One thing only. <laughs> one thing only. I just need you to take down the sides. I'm not asking for anything fancy. Mm, no. Let me express myself creatively <laughs> with your hair. Do you mind? Mm. You're still working. I am. Oh, cool. So let me express myself creatively <laughs> with your hair. <laughs> no. Um, so no, so I've gone through all the stages. I've gone all through the stages of quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, what I've are binged, these stages? What you binge Netflix, mm-hmm. you eat whatever you want, you um, join a gym online. online. 
you um, exercise every day and mm-hmm. you have to post it because it, it doesn't really happen if you don't post it. It doesn't count, of course. You've dyed your hair, cut your hair, and I guess you've done the push-up challenge and you've started a TikTok. <laughs> Are you on TikTok? No. Well, I am. I am. But I, I haven't put up anything yet. You see, I don't get TikTok. I feel like it's a poor man's vine. Um, for our listeners who are, who, who are on TikTok, <laughs> well, enjoy. Um, I support you. Um, I don't think it's a poor man's anything. Well, I've not properly experienced it. It's just my perception of it, and I'm entitled to my opinion. Thank yes, you very you much are. indeed. You're, you're professional. Professional. Profe- so let's get on to last week. Okay, so mm. last week, what happened was that we said goodbye to Jan. Sure, Jan. And yes, very much. And it seems like she was more upset at Britta leaving than. <laughs> <laughs> then when she left, does well, it? There wasn't the case it? at all, was it? She was upset having having not won. The Brita thing was a smoke screen. Um, and she was upset having not won, and then she was upset having like I'll miss Jan. She was very sweet, very earnest. I think she had a lot of talent. Um, we were talking, weren't we, about her her post afterwards and her, the insights that she'd um, she'd shared with the world about her development. Yes, because her farewell was her, um, you know, when she said goodbye, she's mm. like, you know what, maybe I gave her too much and I'm going to try to edit. You know, she, she's going to try to learn to edit. And then she posted like a 10-page Twitter and Instagram <laughs> about how she's going to edit herself now. And it was I'm war like, and peace, wasn't it? <laughs> and I was like, 10 pages about editing? Like, I don't think you got the idea. It reminds <laughs> me of like Thor G. Thor. Yeah. When she had to write about Chi the Vein, she's like, oh. <laughs> she just kept going on and on and on. Editing was an issue, but... No, uh, hopefully she's learned. One thing that I'm surprised about, as I said last time, is that this thing about high energy and giving Mm. too much energy. And I think it was Tatiana on Twitter Mm. who said, I've never seen someone be judged harshly for having high, consistent energy, which is, you know, it's... I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that's the case. Uh, I think... I think. I mean, she was consistent. She was definitely consistent. She was like the Energizer Bunny. I think the... the, the I think it's just learning to exercise a little bit of restraint and like a little bit of elegance and just edit it. Like, I think she'll get there. I think this will be a good learning experience for her. She's got so much p- potential. She's so talented. I think yes. she's going to go far. It was almost like... When she didn't win the Madonna Challenge, for me, uh-huh. it was like, you're gonna, you're not going to make it far mm-hmm. because she is a music theatre queen mm-hmm. and she is a singer, dancer, um, that's what she does. Yeah. And this was the second singing, dancing performance challenge that they had on the show and she didn't win any of them, either of them. So for me, I was like, okay, your time's going to come up soon. So, yeah. And, and Jan's natural response to that was, I must work harder. I must work harder. Yeah. And sadly, it didn't pay off for her. I think that was, that's something that she needs to edit, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> she go spend She's a... like, oh my God, uh, I have to give more. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> clearly want, want more. more. They want it louder. The they thing want... is though, like the week she did the Madonna challenge, it's like, she, I think she hit the mark perfectly. She was high energy without being shrill. Um so anyway, all the best to Jan, and I look forward to seeing her at the reunion. Okay, cool. So um, this episode is going to be looking at something quite political, and it's really right. hard for me to get into politics, especially American politics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so I think both of us are going to come from this uh, perspective of, of slight ignorance, really, aren't we? But maybe, uh, you know, perhaps our 
fresh take on it will be exciting. Who yes. knows? Well, let's look at past political voting challenges. political challenges. So if you spotted the pattern, they happen once every four years. There's yes. been one in season four, one in season eight, and one in season 12. Why? Why is that? How? Why would that be? So every four, every four, obviously, every four seasons they do it because mm-hmm. it coincides with the voting and obviously they want to encourage the youth because they're the... I, I think they're the hardest people to get up there to vote or their vote matters, something like that. I think programs like Drag Race that have a very liberal agenda will have their own agenda to marshal the youth to vote really because they're more likely to have politics in line with their own and vote in their favour, I think. I really loved season fours. I I, I love it because... there's an iconic read that we love there. I love um, oh. Chad Michaels. I'm a, I'm a paint that White House pink with an updo. Up up do. do. Oh oh, you see that line? Red, orange, green, red. Like, she's late. <laughs> she's, I was the first. What? I was the first drag queen on the Soul Trek. Hi. <laughs> just that was Rock the Vote, wasn't it? In season yes. four. Now the. That was a top five challenge, I think. There's only five girls in it. So it was, I guess the brief was perhaps a little confused. Some of the girls didn't know how serious to go, how funny to go. It's very experimental, really. Mm. You just mentioned Chad, who openly vocalized not enjoying discussing politics. She sees her job as giving people a holiday away from life, escapism. So I'm not going to talk about heavy things. Mm. So it was natural for her to go in that direction. Um, you mentioned the best read of all. Please remind us what because it was it was precipitated by Fifi O'Hara. Did the she she did another like f- well, one funny of the, character? The the question asked of Fifi was, "Who would you get to work with you?" Something something along the lines of, "Who mm. would you get to work with you?" And she goes, "Well, it's so exciting that today we can get the help, the help up here inside <laughs> with us." And it was like, "Oh." And she was like a Sarah Palin-esque character. Or she was actually kind of like related to Tina Fey's Sarah Palin, wasn't it? And she was basing on that kind of like conservative lady racist stereotype. Mm. Then what, what was... And so they didn't... What did they ask Latrice? It was something like, please tell us a time when you've had to... No, it was... Um, the, the question was, mm. sometimes politics can get ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a time when you had to see eye to eye with someone that you don't get along with. Yeah. And she goes... About five minutes ago, <laughs> I looked over at Miss Fifi O'Hara and I realized she was ugly. <laughs> and I made peace with that. So that, was, that was really, really was good. Fantastic. I, I mean, the, the, Latrice was kind of underwhelming in that challenge, but had the best line of the entire that's challenge. That's the only thing I remember her for. Um, the rest of the time she was very serious because she, and she was talking about kind of funding for uh, people with HIV. Do you know who hit the nail on the head with this one was Sharon Needles. Now, totally. Sharon Needles was... Delivering a serious message mm-hmm. with comedy. She was. She was excellent. And Sharon's brilliant at that kind of thing because she's so damn smart mm. and also politically aware. Yes. You could tell from the workroom that, you know, Chad knows her history. Sharon's into politics. The other girls, well, Latrice also knows her history. The other girls didn't seem to kind of like get the kind of the current of it. Um, but Sharon just hit the nail on the head. She was she was funny, smart and dry throughout it. It was like she was saying very funny things, but delivering them in such a dry, politically aware tone. 
And even, yeah, she touched on serious topics. They asked about gay marriage, didn't they? And she was like, of course I believe in gay marriage and I also believe in gay divorce. Um, I too would like to be an unhappily divorced lady with alimony to pay for my holidays and young lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Season eight, we saw Bob the Drag Queen. Now, it was quite different in season eight, wasn't it? It was. It, it was, was more, what was the format was they had to read, kind the, of like yes. throw shade at their um, opponent. They were political. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were political smear campaigns, weren't yes, they? they were and they paired them up kind of like the season four Frenemies challenge. They paired them up for maximum drama, didn't they? Yes. Bob and Derek were fighting a lot um thorgy and chi chi were fresh from an argument um and then they put it was just naomi and kimchi because they were best friends um so and they had to do smear campaigns didn't they one against the other basically um promote themselves but at the same time Mm. smear their opponent to death now like Sharon Needles, what Bob the Drag Queen did was deliver serious messages and serious concepts yeah. in a really f- in, in a funny way, in a comedic way. Um, yep. She goes, I want BJs for every citizen. That's right. Better jobs. <laughs> you know? And um, what was the agenda? I, uh, she was saying stuff about, I've adopted these three drag babies. Derek Barry had only one baby. For breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also love the whole um another in the whole agenda and it's written by lesbians. So you know it works. <laughs> like, you know, there was there was just, there was that going on. Yeah. So um I think Bob the Dragon did a really, really good job. So what we did see from both of these queens who who won and what well, I want to say Sharon Needles and Bob because for me they were the real winners. Um, um was that they delivered kind of serious messages and campaigns yeah. with comedy. Bob is supremely politically active as well. Of you know, she's been arrested for protesting. In drag. Yeah. And I love that old picture they put up where you could see a, a baby Ms. Cracker helping her. So going from this, what I see is that just be funny in delivering your campaign and, and try mix serious with it as well. Try, try mix mm. the series with comedy. If you can get a message in there, but deliver it in a funny way and wrap it up in a funny character, that can work. Or going full tint comedy character, kind of, you know, joke candidate, screaming Lord such type of thing. Like Chad did. Yeah. yeah. Should we get into the first episode? The first episode. The ninth episode. <laughs> the ninth? Wow, this season's galloped away, hasn't it? It really has. Yeah. Well, what are we down to? The final... Seven. seven? Yeah. Okay. I feel like top seven is like, that's that's when you hit, you've hit the creme de la creme of the, of the season. Yeah, hit and the bend de la creme of the season. <laughs> and it kind of crystallizes the feel of the season. Who do you think is going to make top four from what we've seen so far so going into this i think jackie stands a good chance because she's been the most politically vocal going into it okay um the it's kind of gonna gonna be like an improv challenge as well isn't it if it's more like frock the vote then it's going to be quite improv um so we could expect queens like sherry um to do quite well heidi if she has one of her weeks where she harnesses her funny yes but she's quite hit a mess with that yes um those would be the main ones that i think i think this um type of challenge works in the favor of sherry pie mm-hmm. jackie 
Yeah. Those who this this challenge is made for them, and it, and it looks like there's been a lot of acting improv challenges. There has. Jackie this, needs yeah. to get a win. Is what I'm saying is Jackie mm-hmm. needs to get a win, and she's had a lot of opportunities to use her kind of smarts so to do, get her there. Yeah. And her improv experience. She's she's had a lot of opportunities. She places higher, but she just needs a win because she's the her Jackie and Crystal are the only queens left who have not had a win. They so are. she needs to secure a win now. Like. It's it's getting down to the the final. Jackie's the fi- kind of our Pandora box or or Thorgy Thor of the season, isn't she? Where she's placing high but just missing out on these like funny and acting type challenges. Yes. Yeah. So going in, that's who I think's going to do well in it. Who knows? Let's give it a go. I don't know. I can't predict the future. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was kind of a dead end. <laughs> what the hell? What is happened that? to yes and Bolo? Yeah. <laughs> and. And <laughs> you could have been like, but what about your crystal ball? <laughs> oh, sorry. Touch oh. the microphone. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> mm? See, that's funny. Yeah, I'm funny, Tom. <laughs> I'm hilarious. So, yeah, look, let's get into this episode. Episode mm. nine, season 12, Choices 2020. Let's go. Yay. And we are back. Mm. So what do we see? What do we see? So as we've already mentioned, the girls come back in and Jan's gone. Bye bye, Jan. We'll miss her. Uh, there's not a huge amount of interaction at the beginning here. There's not. It's not. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of like bad feeling or shade carrying on from last week. It was a nice farewell. I thought that Widow would have had a moment because remember last uh-huh. week they did the whole. Who do you think deserves That's to go right. home? Yeah, um, and because she's so precious about her art, she personalizes a lot of things. She does. So um, yes. I thought that she would come here and be like, why'd you all say my name? And she would have bragged about her lip sync. I don't, I didn't see that. And I was so surprised. She was actually very personable and she's very sweet to Heidi and congratulated her. Yeah, she I was, that's not what I thought what it would do because yeah. every time someone's come for her, mm-hmm. specifically her, she she lashes out like the moment when they came for her for the snatch game and then the, she was like, well, you know what? I hope there's a dance challenge and I hope that you fall. I mean, they weren't wishing bad on Widow, but Widow was like, okay, came for me i hope something bad happens to you oh. because she, she heard something negative that she heard a critique I, maybe she learned a bit from that experience and she'd have that lovely pep talk from shaka khan last week she performed a shaka khan song and won that lip sync in front of shaka khan so maybe she's on a bit of a high maybe she's like had a reinforcement in her sense of self-belief and so she's in a place where she can be magnanimous and say congratulations miss Hadaho. so yeah we yeah i was really surprised she came and she was quite humble and you know it grounded her maybe it made her a bit like oh god this mm. is why i'm here which is what i saw mm-hmm. as her as uh, okay you know what it took that moment moment for me to be like i I really need to step it up then a little bit of playful shade gets thrown around i think the next day doesn't it so there's a bit of banter between widow and sherry which i took to be fun drag queen shade what was the banter oh yes the Um, um widow pointed out that of the top seven five of them were from the first group that she was in you better get that crystal ball like you keep hitting that mic <laughs> i know i'm sorry listeners um so she um she points out that um yeah so five of her seven original girls are in the top seven so she's and then sherry kind of throws back doesn't she well you're in the bottom last week kind of thing and then uh, oh yeah like, well so were you and she's like yes well you've been coasting dear and that's the third so they said that she's been coasting twice it's because she won in the last first episode. week didn't she and, and so, now we're hearing her coasting again like mm. she's that's her that's her narrative 
Do you, do you think it, that's her narrative? I think so. I think that's something they're focusing on. Her narrative is that you start off so strong, but now you're coasting. So they might be implying it's a bit of a make or break week for Widow Van Du. Tell us about the mini challenge. Well, Rue comes in, um, obviously Man Rue, in a pussy bow for the second week in a row, which I found very fetching. And I think it foreshadows this week's challenge, which is kind of be a cat, but be funny. And also there's some product placement for some fancy cat litter. Ooh, yeah, gosh. that seems to be what it is. Drag Race really knows their customers, I don't know. they? They know their viewers. <laughs> they know. They've got cats, they're gays, they've got cats. <laughs> Get the litter in there. If they've not adopted cats by now, they've got to, you know, hand in their gay card. But that's basically what it is. Basically is. And I guess it was kind of inspired by the recent Cats musical and all the kind of... I've not seen it, but everybody says it's shocking. Yes. Even though we, we love the original Cats musical, don't we? Uh, no, I find it I boring. Do. I just like some of the music. It, it's kind of nonsensical, but some of the music's amazing it just makes no sense to well, me. I, I went to see a tour in production i just thought it was some of the most talented people i've ever seen on stage jumping and dancing and singing of all the musicals you've seen that's one of the best I talents you've seen on stage the, the... of all the musicals you've seen <laughs> so no 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 of all the musicals no, don't try to <laughs> skip past us no no, no 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 i was just about to say barlow's our musicals authority so i'll you know defer to you no i'm, I'm asking I'm, I'm asking you a question of all the musicals that you've seen cats is the I one i gave you... you my answer i said what i said i said what i said <laughs> all right okay hmm. <laughs> um so let's go through some of the well some of the more entertaining girls i guess so it's a mini challenge um crystal was doing a little takeoff of grumpy cat wasn't she she was kind of being a this, i think this is a thing with crystal i think she gets a lot of her references off internet culture you know because she did poppy for snatch game and stuff she's real millennial i think so oh. grumpy cat was like her point of reference that was good yeah. um i do like i think the only thing i did like was that she was just very like blase yeah and um she she hits over the vast the yeah. flower vast. now i don't know if, if you've seen all those clips on youtube about cats being mischievous but there's um <laughs> Um, a very very popular one of, of a cat and there's a, a glass of water on the edge of a bench and she's like pushing it and then and then the owner's like hey 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 and she literally the cat looks at the owner and then pushes it over the edge well we know all about mischievous cats don't we yeah so that's what i think that she was referencing like cats just like to like you know like yeah. cause trouble and knock things over that's what I, they do all the time i like that Jackie was really, really funny. She, she was perfect. It was good, wasn't it? It was a really good concept. She came in with perfect. Uh, really good impression. Um, great and smart because Rue loves Eartha Kit. This um, is just Jackie in her zone, isn't what, it? What, mini challenges? Like, yeah, mini challenges. <laughs> Winning mini, cha- mini challenges is her <laughs> That's thing. It. She's just, well, it's, it's improv. Yeah. She's just really good at improv. She was, um, she was funny. She was clever. Yeah. Some nice lines in there. And um, it's like, I'm, I'm hoping this means that she's going to do well. I mean, be, it could if, be foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. So because she, she was really, really good adding in that poetry yeah. with it, becoming a character yeah. that's well known. Um, I'll leave a present for thee. Yeah. So I thought that, that was really, really good. Sherry obviously got edited down. Um, seemed like a funny concept. She's a fella. Obviously, oh, a take on Grizabella. Um, yeah, clearly I'd sit down, so we didn't really get a feel for how well she did there, but it seems like she came in with a funny concept. And the now, rest were just pretty, pretty average. Well, I thought like Heidi Widow and Jada came in and acted like cats. They didn't have like a concept like the other girls, but at least Gigi 
Um, she was doing like this. Oh, this Gigi. Jo- she was like being a Joan Collins as a cat, wasn't she? And she's just being very dry. And, like, this unfinished garment. Like she's very, yeah. very like oh. smart, oh, but, that, that, but not love, that smart. You know what I mean? And cool. She yeah. possibly her and Jackie made me laugh the most. It was a tie between the two. Of them. And I have to say, she looked stunning for quick drag. It was yeah. It was very. I think they they must some be, of these costumes were so good for quick drag. That's the thing. That's why I think they were told to bring a kitty runway because some of them were too good. Um, and yeah, she looked like Joan Collins as a cat. I'll I tell thought. you what I, f- I found like awkward to watch was the widows because, um, when RuPaul grabbed the light and said, Oh, there's a thing on the wall, you know, putting the laser on the wall. And then I was, I was in my head. I'm like, widow, don't you dare go mm. after that the laser. Don't you dare. And she went after it. And I'm like, that is so demeaning. I, if I if I was with her, I would have like spent two seconds going through it and then just sat there and looked at her like, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Might reflect our own experiences with cats. Well, that's what they do. They're, they're over it. They're like, yeah. okay, cool. They're, they're like hybrid. <laughs> then next minute they're like, eh, I would have done that. But she just kept going. And I'm like, widow, have some respect for yourself. I know you were in the bottom. We need to rise above this. God, sister. No, I find that really, really awkward. It's, I think that's because Widow was one of the girls who didn't really go in there with a, a funny concept. She was just being a cat. Yep. So if she was going with that, then she's going to chase well, What we later. see here is the people that went in there with a concept, which we know who they were. It was, um, you can tell the grumpy cat was yeah. Crystal. You could tell um, Grizabella was, she's a fella. That was Shirley yeah. Pie. Then we also saw Gigi, Gigi. being a very very like a bourgeois cat that you know she just like oh get the and fancy things Jackie, up Jackie probably the strongest and Jackie she was like, literally cat yes. woman wasn't so she? people that went in there with a concept with a character did mm. well the other three literally were like okay got a costume on I'm just gonna be a cat and pray that it's over yeah you can tell her you can, you, at you least can just see it in the kind face. of was sexy cat or something Kind of. I mean, she had a harness on and she did a split and talked about her pussy. Right now, do you want to tell us about the Mexi Challenge? The, the reason I'm asking you is because I, <laughs> I got really confused. Like we've, we've established I'm, I'm sometimes dumb. <laughs> no. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm sometimes, you know. Don't, don't let it. Don't, don't say that. I, I won't allow it. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. I But tell us about the Mexi Challenge. From what I saw, it's basically Frock the Vote. Yes, Season 4 is Frock the Vote. I think that's what we're getting. Yep. So it's, bas- it's not going to be the Smear Challenge. It's going to be Frock the Vote. So they're told that they have to um, have a platform and respond to questions and basically make it funny. And they're presidential candidates. So it's a presidential debate. Okay. That's all we know. Drag president debate. The words I heard was nonsical. <laughs> um, and the most important word I heard there was drag and nothing is off limits. Yeah. You say that now, RuPaul, but then if, if in the judging, I hear any one of the judges going, you know, that was really, really, you shouldn't have really done that. Or that was really, you if pushed I the hear too that, far. yeah, you went too far or you, I, I don't want to like, hear that. I'm a fan of pushing the envelope, but <laughs> that's that what they do. Offensive. I'm really a fan of dark humor, but like, I think <laughs> you need to know where that line is, do you know? I think he needs to think more about like worrying about offending people. Mm. Who do you think is going to do well? I think I already asked you this, but from yeah, seeing I'm, I'm the mini challenge, from that. seeing the mini challenge, who do I think will do well from that? It's going to be Sherry Pie mm-hmm. um, because of the character and, and thinking quick and Jackie. Maybe Gigi can apply her humor. We've we've both expressed that we're fans of Gigi's humor. I love her humor. Yeah, maybe like she can I said, apply I, lo- that. I loved her ad. Not many people liked her ad. I mean, she was in the bottom last week. I don't. We know loved this. it. Didn't I, we? I really liked it. She just I, appeals to us, doesn't she? She really does. She's such but a young queen as well. She's only twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. Would she know we anything about politics? Can well, she even vote? Did, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can she? Like. 
I believe so. I don't know how old you have to be in America. Um, I want to get on to the next part. Please. Let's go. And we're back. So we've just seen Rue's walk around. Uh-huh. And we've got Raven Special as our guest. guest. Raven. She is padded for the gods. For the gods. Because I remember Raven having like quite a, like a, she padded definitely, but like having quite a lean. A leaner padding. Yeah, a leaner mm, padding. Yes. A leaner Mo- padding. A more subtle padding. Not like... Um, <laughs> she must have uh, subscribed to some online quarantine workouts perhaps. to really get that silhouette. She really has. No, but she's looking... T- Stunting. She- Curvy. Yeah, she she's- looks gorgeous. You know what? With that whole pause, you'd think I was going to say something like really, really... Like <laughs> a big word, but it was just curvy. <laughs> curvy. What's up? She's looking um, voluptuous. Yes. Rubenesque. Okay, cool. I'll edit that <laughs> so that I'm saying that. So, Paolo, edit this in. Um, Raven's looking very Rubenesque. <laughs> She's looking Rubenesque. Really Rubenesque. Yeah, so we got them walking around as they do, giving the hints and sussing out what the queens are going to do, aren't they? i got to say, in this segment, Rue is having a really good time with Raven in particular. Raven's really making Rue laugh. Yep. Um, makes me think that they have a great time in the makeup room and that they really enjoy each other's company. I mean, they work together. I Surely know, I know. Are. Well, no. do you do you like everybody you work with? Yes. <laughs> if you're listening, yes. Okay, I love everyone I work with. <laughs> do you like this particular colleague sitting right here? So, Crystal and Jada. You know, there's a funny moment with Crystal and Jada are like, okay, we got to be drag. Like, yes, hunty. Oh, but then we also want to make sure we um, think about political terms like... <laughs> they're like like uh debate debate and uh, president um <laughs> shoes uh, nouns <laughs> i was like i was like oh you're not doing yourself any favors there lovely yeah um so the first person they see and talk to was heidi and you know what heidi's just so lovable like yeah. like like last week people just love her she's so yeah. good to talk to so conversational um rue seems to get a kick out of having a kiki with her oh she loves heidi i think that this is a really big repeat of last week's workroom for heidi and it's a repeat of the same thing. It's like, Heidi, A, channel your natural charm and B, you're missing some obvious puns here. Like, Rue feeds her lines, basically. What, her name's Heidi Hydrates now? Because that's what I'm seeing. I doesn't stick with that. No? I think Heidi Ho's better, if anything. Heidi Ho, Heidi Hyde. Maybe every episode's going to have a new name. I would like that. I would like it as like an auditioning process. So yeah, RuPaul's basically feeding her everything, isn't she? And she, she is. being the clever queen she is, she is soaking it yeah. up. She is one of Monet's sponges. She's like, oh, <laughs> taking that. Oh, taking that one. She picks up them nuggets. Gigi? Remember what I told you? She's so young. Can she even vote? Uh, I said that before. Uh-huh. And she did express here that she's quite afraid of politics. Is she, it a fear because she doesn't understand it? Is it a fear because politics is, well, it divides people, doesn't it? It's one of the most awkward things to bring up. Definitely is. It, it's you, definitely... you just, at a, at a get together, at a gathering, you just don't talk about politics. I think it's because it can, like, in a split second, change your opinion about somebody. We've all had that moment, I think, where um, you've talked to somebody and they might have polar opposite political views. Yes. And 
in that split second, your view of them can change and you can kind of feel disappointed when really we don't have to feel that way. We can still get on with people who have different political views. But I think in this case, Gigi actually says that she's quite a globally anxious person, which is the first time I've heard her say that. Globally anxious. She just says that she's very anxious as a person um, and that um, she steers away from topics like politics and and the economy because thinking about it too much, it sounds like she ruminates about it if she gets it into her head. Um, which was, you know, I found that quite remarkable because she's outwardly such a confident person. So she might be a bit of a, a swan, Gigi, you know, the old um, kicking furiously beneath the water, but gliding gracefully on the surface. I just um, thought it was a little insight into her character. I mean, also, we've got to remember that she's very young. Yeah. Basically, a lot of the times when you're that young, oh God, I talk like I'm so old. I'm only 24. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, I'm only a few years older than her. How many 24th birthdays have you had now? Just one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. I'm not going to have you call me out on the podcast. <laughs> no, um, I think it's, a lot of it's, you don't understand it. And then, and also, you you see a lot of the reactions that people have from politics and it, yeah. it's, it's, it's something scary that you don't want to get into. And I think, I think, I think somebody her age is perfectly capable of having a really good grasp of politics if they've got an interest in it. But I think people, people tend to start off really idealistic. I think, you know, I think it's quite a common trope for people to start off incredibly liberal, incredibly kind of left leaning and to become more conservative as they grow older or be- become more more center left that kind yeah. of thing a lot of the time you kind of go with your upbringing like what yeah that's definitely are. a massive influence yeah everyone around you what are they, how do they vote you react against it yeah you so know the biggest step is you just don't talk about politics with anyone and especially at gatherings yeah so on that note who did you vote for <laughs> who did you vote for in the last election song? now this is the, the the common trope going through this workroom is make it funny so it seems like they're, they're trying to demystify this challenge for the girls. It's very I, good. Because, you know, we talked about season four and it's a bit like they weren't quite sure whether to be serious or funny. And this one, they say, make it funny. Rue says on a couple of occasions, kind of, you're boring me. And Raven says, just be, just be funny. Don't be too serious. Just be funny. Which is good advice mm. because Raven was actually very, very serious in her season. And so I think she didn't start off that strong. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until she kind of got out of her head. It was. And started like being less serious that she actually started winning and she made it to the top too. For example, in the early um, acting challenge, she performed in a chicken suit doing a Meryl Streep, basically, didn't she? Taking it far too seriously. When she was in the, she had a rising trajectory on her season towards the end when she embraced the funny, embraced the silly, embraced her, yeah, her funny persona, her dry, funny sense of humor. That Very much like Gigi's. Very like Gigi. Um, that's when she started to shine. There's people like Widow who are just overthinking it and other queens are really, really, really overthinking it. And she's like, guys, you're not really running for presidency. And yeah. I think that was the... The, the key there, that was the most important thing. If I was uh, here there, I'd be like, you know what? I'm mm. yeah, That says a lot to me. I'm taking it way too serious. I need to yeah. calm the hell down. I need to make a joke. I need to have fun with it. I need to have fun with it. Because like, you're not running for presidency. No. Stop, stop getting in your hair too much. She, she says to Widow in particular, Raven gives good advice in this walkthrough. I thought yes. Raven was a really good walk around person. Good energy, good yeah. advice. It's someone yeah, I wouldn't expect her to be as, as funny and as, as great as she was. I, I would kind of because she's she's an experienced club hostess, isn't she? She she's good with people. Okay, but she says, um, 
you, you're, you keep on ending up in the bottom because you're thinking of being in the bottom. You're putting on your biscuit basket shoes because you're expecting to dance and lip sync. So stop doing that. Stop expecting to be in the bottom. You know what? Like she's expecting to be in the bottom. I don't know if it's her being prepared, but like that's a sign of someone who wasn't so confident, but she comes across very, very confident. It, 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 it me. betrays a defeatist streak in Well, her. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually, it's very defeatist. I'm like, oh, you're preparing for a lip sync. And also maybe she mm. just relies on her performance more than anything. Like she knows that she can dance and yeah. she's like relying on that to get her through the competition. Some people manage their expectations by picturing the worst case scenario. And that could be a perfectly good coping strategy. But yeah. it does also, there is that old trope. Like if you're visualizing the, visualizing the worst case scenario, be prepared to, you know, it kind of, it makes you think about it. So it makes you more likely to, mm. to end up You're in right, the worst case scenario. what you visualize, you materialize. Yes. That's exactly what happens. You know what? We, we did, we're talking about as well, the whole coasting thing that I said before, it was Comes said twice. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, it was said again by Sherry Pye. And now Raven brings up the whole coasting. I think yeah. I'm onto something here. Cause <laughs> I really do. Like yeah. they're, they're really pushing the whole coasting, coasting, coasting. She's, she's obviously front and center in terms of she's either going home or she's going to win. That's the only two options I can see she- coming from the whole coasting 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 she's not giving off a good vibe this episode widow she's a little bit subdued mm. i think she's not got her usual effervescence but let's let's see anyway jada's obviously you know pageant jada i, I like the idea with jada that like they say to her she's like oh i've never like debated and like are you sure girl you, you know <laughs> you're a you're a you're a pageant queen and th- i think that switches something on in jada and she's like do you know what i debate things all the time yeah. but she phrases she just thought of it she says i argue it's just it's just a different take on it, isn't it? What is debating if it's not arguing with with within a framework? Jackie obviously says she's very politically minded, very politically aware. So we we see that she's hopefully got this in bag in the sense that she's going to know what to say, how to say it, and then if she uses her improv and her comedy, mm. she can really knock this one out of the park. Hopefully, she's do a win. She, she, the thing about well, Jackie is that it's a little bit close to home this topic. So either she. You know, with she talks about her immigration status. She's actually not an American citizen. She's there in a immigration. <laughs> but her her mum is, isn't she? Well, she saw her mum go through the process. That's yeah. what I. That's what I saw. So Jackie retains a Canadian citizenship at the moment, um, and yeah, this is this like it could be too close to home. So it might be too hard for her to really make fun of, maybe, and bring the funny. Yep. Um, okay. Well, but otherwise, she's smart and politically minded. So let's hope she can channel that. Because if this isn't a, a winning week for Jackie, I don't know what they're going to do with her. They need to get rid of her. Because even RuPaul, even <laughs> drop her, jettison her. Because even RuPaul said, "I'm surprised you haven't won a challenge yet." Mm. And it goes back to what I said in the last podcast: how I said that Jackie went into this with a lot of people saying that she's a, a well-known queen. She's going to do very, very well. Mm. And she's just not living up to anyone's expectations. This should be, we've said this before about Jackie, but this should be her week. Now we got Crystal, who is, who's, who lives in a conservative area. Uh, yes. So she got money? Is that what I, <laughs> I think? She got it, money. Well, possibly, possibly her family does, but like she says that she, um, she feels that the way she presents herself and I guess the, her profession being a drag queen is in and of itself a political statement. So that's quite, that's something that's quite often said about drag, isn't mm. it? That um, I think Rue said something, I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of, you know, 
putting on a wig and a pair of heels and walking out the door is a political statement. And yes. that's essentially what Crystal's saying, I think. Yeah. Because even uh, even boy Crystal presents herself in a very flamboyant... I mean, she's got the Aldebarge do, hasn't she? That thing we were talking about the other day, that rumour about Aldebarge and Janet Jackson having a secret baby. I'm fascinated you, by that. Okay. Uh, just side note, side note, anyway. Um, no, but, no, if you, want to, if you want to bring it up. I just think it's a fascinating story. Did someone story. come forward? Someone came forward and said, yeah, I'm yeah, somebody, child. This is a few years ago. Somebody claimed to be the secret baby of But Elder they look nothing like them. No, no, no. So. They were married, though. But the marriage got annulled because of Aldebarge's drug use problems. Ah. Yeah, but the, the, it's like a, it's on, I think it's on the Wikipedia page that there's well, a. Well, it must be real. It must be real. It's fact. That there's, there was a Roll the tape. strong rumor about secret pop baby. Anyone pop can come forward baby. and say, I'm yours. Now, can you buy? <laughs> now, I need this, 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 this. I need my checks. I need my money. All right, let's go to the next part then. Cool. And we are back We're having back. just watched Choices 2020. Choices. The Maxi Challenge. Uh-huh. Some of the answers were choices. <laughs> Well, you know, they were on the spot and they had to make some very quick choices. I'm joking. I actually thought it was pretty good. I oh, was quite surprised. Um, I, I guess the thing that helped was there was a fairly consistent funny tone. Yes. You know, one of the biggest pluses here was that they had, who was those, who were the two judges? It was uh, Rachel G- Bloom. Rachel Bloom and Jeff Goldblum, legendary actor from Jurassic Park, The Fly. Having them two there on that panel so it was so I think they they really did add on the humor there was a lot of um yes ands from, yeah. from them um they really fed off the answers and they gave really really good responses and I think having people like that on the panel would have eased you as well without stealing focus as well yes. they kind of complimented them and helped egg them on didn't they I thought I thought they were the true winners of the challenge they were so good <laughs> they were perhaps, they were good let, let's see what their runway looks are like but yep. you know perhaps they could yeah. be winners <laughs> yeah but I thought the yes they were amazing yeah. um i want to give my overall thoughts and i actually thought it wasn't too bad <laughs> i can't stop laughing at that look over there <laughs> <laughs> so should we start with jada then Let's Seems like jada. She, she's the one that got you laughing and you were laughing a lot yeah. jada. and on, i laugh it i laugh at anything and i'm i find it funny so i i, I don't know why they got me i think it, it was funny it, it was, was funny. very much like the for you <laughs> <laughs> For you, <laughs> no. The look over there. I think. I think Jada. She um, she came with quite a funny, well-rounded persona of she the was, bitches and for the bitches. Yeah, and she kind of stuck with that because she interacted with the others in quite a bitchy, shady way. Mm-hmm. But her other gag was, "I'm not going to answer any questions," wasn't it? I'm going to be a true politician and not really answer any questions, but be really oh, obvious about it. Mm. That's what she was doing. That's what she was doing. I, was, I thought I, I kept laughing at that, and I, <laughs> I was like, "This is just really." I thought it was just really, really funny. So that's a question. Yeah, and then she, and then I was like, "Yes, that's a well, question." She, started, she was like, "Pass it on to this yeah, person," yeah, yeah, and then she'd be yeah. like, "Look over there." <laughs> But it was smart as well because it's quite an easy go-to answer, isn't it? It's it funny and you don't really have to think about it. I did like it. I One really thing I would like ask it. about that is did she kill it by doing it a couple of times? Was I, she being a little bit of a... a raven. Jaden Dior. Yeah, not not Raven, but Raven Simone, Jaden Dior as. The thing about Jada Dior Fierce, when she did the I Have a Vision, mm. she could have done it twice and it's fine. I think she did it like twice and after the second time, it started being like, okay, stop it. So it's twice the cutoff. Twice is the cutoff. Have we made that decision now? Well, I... Should we write RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, and look over there! We just killed it. We did it for a third time, so we killed it. I just love that. So, but no, no, no. Twice is, and twice is fine. She didn't overkill it. And um, she had that whole, like, confusion. 
So, so yeah, so Jada was Jada drama, used she? confusion. It was a critical <laughs> hit. I thought she must have done it against a fighting type Pokemon or a poison. Okay, you 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 took it too far. Oh. Do you see that the joke was that you know? No. You, I swear to God, if you hit that mic one more time, I throw the crystal ball at you. Oh, no, Stop it's that. heavy. It's okay? heavy. You'll smash it. Who else? Uh, who else? I, love? I really love the opening lines for a lot of the queens. Yeah, um, a lot of them started quite out, strong. Outer bar. I can say outer bar. You know, that's her name. Chris, Crystal had a good round, I think. Yeah, she was quite know, kooky. I feel like Crystal is kind of settled into inhabiting this kind of like eighties referencing millennial with like a valley girl kind of inflection she's very like nah, 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 in like her inflection wasn't she very like valley girl i mean party in the well i mean business in the front from the front and party in because that's, that's and what a party said, at the back that's what they said about mullets yeah it's business in the front and a party in the back because oh. it's smart in the front and it, a classic 80s mullet would be like smart in the front but like long tendrils at the back absolutely i also laughed a lot at widow hold on i you know, they throw shade noises in the background and there was yeah. a lot that they were using for Widow. And I don't know why, because I was actually loving what Widow was doing. Widow was funnier than the edit suggested. Now, she got quite a lot of airtime. Like, her, Crystal and Jada easily got the most airtime. Um, and you're right, the noises suggested weren't supposed to be laughing, but she was making us laugh. She had a very serious tone, but she was saying funny things. So can you remember some of her Yes, gags? it was like, you put your right foot in. yeah. And then you take your right foot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you put your right foot and you <laughs> shake. She said it seriously, not yeah. as a joke. And, and it was just like the delivery of Sharon Needles, how she yeah. was saying something. She was saying something funny, but it was a joke. Or she was joking, but she was saying it with a very serious tone. And I, she, um, she said a lot of funny things with I want to do a split on the D. The deficit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was really, really funny. I really liked Widow, the hokey pokey. Widow was good, but like like I say, I'm not sure if they were editing her to make her look good. Well, another one that she said was, you know, when um Gigi Good did that sissy that walk, she was like, she should keep walking to another country. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't I was you? Like, I, was like, I was like, oh, oh. So speaking of Gigi, I thought Gigi was like a solid middle kind of contender. We love Gigi's dry inflection, don't we? I like the kind of I'm a human girl thing. Oh, the human girl. That was yeah. good. Um, and overall, I enjoyed her tone. I think she's going to be criticized for, I mean, this is her sense of humor and we enjoy it. She's going to criticize, be criticized for having a similar sort of dry tone and referencing the robot thing again because she's done that before. She kind of, she did essentially allude to being a robot, didn't she? Because even that the question, what do you think about drag robots taking jobs from hardworking drag queens? She was like, I don't see the problem. Kind of thing. Heidi was very forgettable. Heidi was, unfortunately. Heidi was very forgettable and she was more... Um, she didn't have a lot to say. So she had no wit. She had no improv. But she, what she was doing was a lot of reactions. Like, yes. a, oh, mm. oh, that's Landa. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was just a lot of that, which is, it doesn't really add anything to it. Just actually like supports the joke of that person who said it. She had one joke about Jackie's five o'clock shadow. Yes, that which, was a good one. Which is funny. Um, but yeah, this she's so uneven. She's frustratingly uneven, isn't she? But the thing is, you you think that she'd. Do what she did with the ad, which was apply herself to the moment. Yeah. To apply the Heidi that we know and just use it to hydrate her performance. <laughs> but I think she was a bit dry. Oh, excellent, excellent. God, Bola, was it on the spot? <laughs> no, Jackie was disappointing because... Now, 
Whereas we were like, Jada, mm, she didn't kill the look over there gag. Uh, Jackie did kill the Canadian gag. The thing is, it didn't quite make sense either because she was introduced as like, she's from Canada by way of New York. So it's not like she it was like a secret that she was Canadian. It was, it was, And then she was like, everything was like, I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm a Canadian. I'm really a patriotic American. And now let me, let me put this to you. Jackie often references her Canadian heritage and her Muslim heritage, and especially this episode, because she very rightly talks about the massive effect that Trump's racist, anti-Islam travel ban has had on uh, Muslim people yes. living in the USA and and internationally. Um, and she talks in a very heartfelt way about her, how her family has been split by that. So again, this is a theme that's very close to our heart. Would it have been funnier or would it have been too close to the bone for her to conceal her Muslim heritage and make the same gag out of it? I think it would have been, I I would have gone there with yeah. that humour. I would have taken it there because a lot of the time you use humour to heal, yeah. especially when it's a healing over a bad experience. When you, yeah. when you can laugh at yourself mm-hmm. and laugh about something bad that's happened with traumatic, I, yeah. I think you... You overcome it. You're you're more than the the problem. You're more than the, the fear. She owns that issue, so she can do what she wants with yes. it. Yes. And if she had been laughing at that, we'd have been laughing. Like the other thing I think was the joke wouldn't have been about Muslim people or the faith of Islam. The joke would have been about bigoted reactions. Yes. To you know, it would have been about conservatives and Trump and their bigoted reactions to muslim people and that's where the joke would have lay not within the faith or the people themselves so i think she could have gone there i wonder if she wanted to but the producer wouldn't let her because it's too much of a close to the bone issue i don't know don't know i think the canadian thing was kind of softer and didn't really work unfortunately was, uh, you know i was still playing on the idea of immigration and like oh i'm a real american and it's just such a shame because we wanted this to be jackie's week didn't we, did. we? we wanted this to be her I win would, we were rooting for you we were all, <laughs> we were all rooting, rooting for, for you. you how dare you jackie <laughs> You take something from this and learn. <laughs> and let's not forget um, Sherry Pie, obviously. Do you know what? The thing is, it's really easy to forget Sherry Pie because, because she's, she's been edited yeah. out so much. Yeah. From what we... you know, in, The bits saw, we saw, she was probably solid, safe middle, I think. Yes. She, has, she did revisit Catherine Hepburn, but that was funny. It may, certainly made Rachel Bloom laugh. Um, she had some funny lines, just not a lot of airtime, probably safe. The jazzled. Yes, that was. I like that. Yes, I like the vajazzle thing. Oh yes, overall, I think it was quite good. Yeah, we 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 laughed for didn't a we? political debate. It Pol- was it was good. It was it was it was more solid and cohesive as it would be than the equivalent eight years ago. My fears from what I've seen, my fear is that the editing suggests that Widow didn't do well when I actually think she did well. Going into the judging, I think that the winner of the tops are going to be, from what we saw, the Uh top will be Jada. My tops are Jada and um, Crystal Method. I think so too. And I think because we've got seven now, they'll either judge everyone on the stage together or they're going to have like two tops, two bottoms and three safe. Mm. So I would agree. Jada and Crystal are safe. Bottoms, by our opinion, I think, seems like Heidi and Jackie. Because Jackie Heidi the and biggest, Jackie should the be in the bottom. Yes. They might put Widow there, though. Although, although I don't think she should. But we don't think she deserves yep. to be there. We're in agreement but, you know, that. But we can see what they're trying to make us see. And then the truly safe ones, really, would be Sherry 
and Gigi. Yeah. But I think they might critique Gigi quite heavily as well. Well, Gigi was also quite forgettable, actually. When I when I look at it, I just overall. feel like a, I just feel like a human. And when she does say something, I do laugh. But it's just the only funny thing that she really said was for me, human girl. Everything else was a sissy that walk. Okay, it's fine. I, I like. I really like. I think she's a really good actress. I really liked her reactions when she was talking about like robot drag queens taking over being okay. She had like a really hmm. funny little facial expression i mean it's, it's safe to say that it wasn't her week again it's mm. like she's not going to be a top there because mm. mm. <laughs> they are let's see if the runways can save them eh what well, was not oh, a good segue gosh yes segue. let's get into that now then <laughs> first on the runway we have crystal method so sorry the category is stars and stripes which is a repetition of the the first promo look the meet the queens look oh so these girls are about to turn out to stars and stripes oh, looks should, very should have just recycled it very page well that would be a big boot um so we do start off with crystal method what do you think i really like this look i think it's very chic it's yes. very thrifty and it gives me um david bowie kind of like diamond dogs thin white duke era like with the the jacket and the hat and the tailoring and stuff i think um i think it just looks really chic um and there are yeah the stars are on the back of the jacket aren't they um, so she does fit the theme and the color scheme. So I guess like a lot of them are going for a red, white, and blue color scheme in keeping with the American flag. For me, it looks like... Well, I'm, I'm not a fashionista, but I, my opinion is that it's quite tacky. Well, okay. Well, I think that's the difference. In our... The hair looks thirsty. The hair's um, not the best. It's a bit the hair flat. Looks thirsty, and I think that everything else just looks like um, a hodgepodge. But that's, that's no, just it's, it's very. I think it's quite chic in the way it's put together. Okay. I cool. really like well, it. Well, I'd like to um, retittle your rebuttal and say that it's quite techy. <laughs> that's what okay. we call a callback. Next up, we have Heidi Hydrates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be calling her that. That's even AKA Heidi Ho, AKA Heidi Balenciaga. Heidi Successful. Heidi The Gap. This is cute i mean she looks like a little majorette with a betty page hairdo doesn't mm. she like i do feel like she's missing a baton i think she would have really completed the look it would have oh, been cool if she'd okay. come down the runway twirling a baton yeah um do you think those boots were lift for her from dahlia from her kinky boots kind of ah, look that they possibly. did because i'm like this boots look so familiar sis mm, quite possibly it's very patriotic Maybe it's they... very a lot of glitter and i like the glitter i love the whiff Oh, that's giving me life. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's beautiful. Maybe they just got those boots off the same Amazon store, you know? Yes, her makeup's definitely improving. What do you think about Widow? Widow, this is a really interesting take on it. So Power to the people, my really, sister. It really is. I mean, she's gone I for I have a, a dream <laughs> that very... Widow makes it through this episode. Wow. Please. This is a really strong look. Obviously, it's a different color scheme to the others, but she's making a political statement. She's deliberately yes. going for... A more black and white look, isn't she? Um, the Panthers. Me, the Panthers. She, yes. yes. She's giving Panthers. me very like Solange Knowles in the hair and face today. Oh, okay. Um, I'm loving it. Well, or Macy Gray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's something what? in the way that she contours, though, that gives me a bit of Solange, I think. But beautiful, actually. She's showing off her curves and swerves. I really like the placement of the white because it goes across the bust and the hip line to really draw them out and give her more of an hourglass shape. Also, those those structured like star appliques are fantastic. What about Sherry Pa? So Sherry, I thought this was a bit basic for Sherry, actually. Um, now, she's going with a, another character and it's a cool, fun look. 
But for Sherry, it's quite basic because we've seen really elaborate chic. Like we were saying last week, her go-to is like Victoriana, isn't it? This is like the complete opposite. It's kind of Which like, is a good thing. It's kind of like um, giving me pink or Samantha Fox vibes and like a studded denim jacket. Um, I don't quite get the message because on the back, what's it say? Make make art, not war. And she's having a, a drink out of a can. She was saying something about like American. There's some sort of message in there that's getting muddied up a little bit that I don't quite get. It's not awful, but it's not my favourite look of Sherry's. I like it. I, I just think it looks nice. Um, it's, it, you know it reminds it me of with the theme. It, she actually did quite a similar look for her second promo look. The second promo look, um, remember they all did like a kind of like punky inspired one or something. Yes. Hers is actually quite similar to this. Okay. And both and Britta's looked a bit like this and both of them remind me of a runway look that Roxy Andrews had done. Oh, Jackie Cox. So this is beautiful. This is such a powerful piece. So, a hijab yeah. in this in, in the design of America. It's a hijab and a kaftan stars and stripes motif, isn't it? Now, she and... Um, widow between them make the most powerful political statement yes. here don't they in the sense that right well this is a patriotic runway but what i'd like to advocate for is the religious or um ethnic group that i belong to um and that's what she said you know she's saying very elegantly and very eloquently here muslims are americans too so back off trump oh mm. i just i'm so glad she got to showcase this hijab yeah especially in that design on um on rupa drag race i think that's so beautiful it's a beautiful statement by far my favorite now i really like this look of gigi now this is the second time she's done a sort of colonial referencing look because let's not forget she walked in as a kind of colonial pirate it's very like george washington meets ivy from soul caliber oh, okay that's what she's giving me it's it's quite you know it's she's kind of um yeah, and like from the waist, she's quite sexy with the boots and stuff, but it's all very tailored and chic. Quite costumey, but lovely. I, I really like it. You know, who doesn't love a drag queen in a costume? I think she, she can um, easily go into their costumey kind of fashion, but then we also know she can bring fashion to fashion. Fashion, fashion, fashion. Fashion, fashion. Fashion, 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 fashion. And lastly, we have Miss Jada. Now, I want to say this is probably her first drag costume that she's worn. Uh. I'd slightly disagree in the sense that the silhouette's really similar to her cape runway, which is another kind of um, bodysuit with a really stretched high shoulder. She's given me like Lady Captain America. I believe the next Captain America is going to be a lady, isn't she? Eh? Maybe she'll be Jada. I'd have liked to have seen a cape on this as well, because actually. Because a lot of the times what we do see with Jada is, yeah. um, you know, female illusion. Yeah. You know, and, and it is drag, but it isn't, it's eh. Bolo, what are you talking about? That's nice. I really like it. It's very glitter. You know what? That's why I'm easily. I'm easily. Um, you can easily sell me with glitter and lights, and I just love it. It's beautiful. It's well fitted. I love how the the heels go all the way up. Those stars are so extra from the shoulders. I was going to ask you why you were coming for her. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, Mm. but I really like it. What do you think? Love it. So those are the looks. What we're going to do now is. Finally, listen to the judges, uh-huh. um, see who's tops and bottoms, and then discuss the lip syncs. Yes, please. Okay. Right. Let's see what the judges think. All right. So we've seen the last, well, the rest of the show. We have. So we've gone through the judging. We've dipped into Untucked, and we've seen the lip sync, haven't we? Yes. Uh, it's it got quite deep, didn't it? It did get all get quite dark, and I think... Um, those of our viewers who have seen Untucked will probably get a better insight into this. 
First of all, the winner of this week was Jada. We we were happy with that. We predicted that really. Didn't Congratulations. We? Yeah. Heidi was top safe. We were a little bit baffled by Heidi's placement. She was she was top. If we've got one middle, one safe, three bottom, three tops, Heidi was top. I'm so confused. Me too. I'm, it's not I'm not, I'm not confused. I'm not saying that like I I love Heidi. She's adorable. Mm. She's charming. But looking at her performance, I don't think that was top material. I definitely thought she was going to be in the bottom. We were struck by her inconsistence, weren't we? Yes. And it, was, it was, wasn't a great week for Heidi, much as we love her. The bottom three were... Not Heidi, unfortunately. No. <laughs> yeah. The bottom three was Widow Von Du, Jackie, and Gigi. Gigi. Which we kind of predicted, really, didn't we? She, yep. I found Gigi funny in this. Um, we found Widow funny in this. But the edit wasn't loving either of them, and they were both placed in the bottom. Now it was it was clearly based on the critiques going to be Widow versus Jackie. I'm just like, I liked Widow's performance. I liked her jokes. She brought the jokes. Um, I, I saw the character she was going for on the runway. There was such a there was a defeatist attitude when she found out she was in the bottom. We mentioned we mentioned earlier in in this episode actually how she's more subdued to this episode yeah. i think it's been sliding in over the past few weeks um and there's a few different kind of cognitive processes that are kicking in with that we see with particularly an untucked now so we see that she's a bit of a black and white thinker everything's either all bad or all good for um for widow um she cannot see any positives in the judging can she what she hears is you're terrible um, whereas the girls trying to frame it as kind of like, you know, they just said you weren't quite as funny as some of the other girls and it wasn't your week. It's not that you weren't funny. She's like, no, I wasn't funny. She also personalizes massively, which was also seen. And there was such lovely feedback from Rachel Bloom, wasn't it, about trying to separate feedback about her art from her as a person, which I really hope Widow learns to do because it's, it's damaging for her, you yes. know. Um, and the other thing is that she catastrophizes massively. She gets into this place where she's let everyone down. She's let everybody back home down. Um, she's let Rue down. Um, and she can't move past it. There's a massive mental block for her moving forward here. And we see it developing untucked. Only Heidi can really talk to her. And Heidi's got this lovely gentle energy. Um, and I think she's the only one who can really... She tries her best to try and you know challenge some of those cognitive biases... But Widow can't really snap out of it. It's very sad to watch. I mean, when I was watching that part where she's just like, you know, like just bringing herself down, she can't see any good. Mm. The best thing that I thought you could do is just leave her the hell alone. Because like sometimes you get into that, well, sometimes mm. I can get into that space. I was going to say. Where it doesn't matter what anyone says right now. Um, I'm not going to hear it. I can't hear it because I'm so angry at myself. I feel so low. I feel, you know, sometimes you get into that space and it doesn't matter what you say. Like you can, you can say, oh, you're amazing. You're this, you're this. I don't care. I just, I feel this way. I I heard what I heard. I feel what I feel. And uh -huh. it's I'll, I'll get there eventually. But in that moment, especially in the heat of it, just, just leave me alone. And I think they eventually got that message because they did leave her alone. She did separate herself from the rest of the girls and I get, the other girls are saying they wish they can connect with Widow and I think Widow needs to learn how to separate the I mean we said it the, the, the art from the artist we, <laughs> we've used it in a different context haven't yeah. we but she needs to separate critiques of her art from critiques of, of her, her herself yeah. yes she, she, the lip sync is between it's obviously between um, 
what have I been doing, Jackie? Yeah. Going into the lip sync, I was saying if she loses the lip sync, it's it's because she hasn't yet won that war yeah. with herself inside. Because you can see that she's battling. She, she she can't hear anything. She's angry. She's upset. She's sad. She's def- She feels defeated. Mm-hmm. And if you go into anything with that kind of energy, like you're not challenging anyone but yourself. It didn't feel like a lip sync because it was Katy Perry's firework, wasn't it? It didn't feel like it was biased towards either queen either. It felt like either one of them could have performed that to a really good standard. Um, and Jackie went in there with more of a sense of fun. Um, she, she was very literal with her moves, wasn't she? She literally took out a plastic bag. <laughs> Cooking l- it about. Literally raised from the dead. But she made it funny as well. And it was kooky. Um, Jackie did some lovely swirling celebratory motions with her kaftan what did you think of Widow's mindset in this I mean she kind of had carried on that same energy from last Mm. week into this lip sync I think she would have been good if she you can see she's in her head you know it would have been good if she could find the joy in the song because she captured that passion i was i was hoping that she'd go from that you know she was feeling that do you ever feel she was really really feeling that and then i at the chorus the build up she needed to realize that she was a firework she was a star and that's what they were saying that you're a star she needed to find that she needed to believe it the song was a metaphor for her. this song could have been for her to to get over her she needs to get over the that saboteur, saboteur and realize that she was that a firework and again. how powerful would it have been if in that moment she found that out she would have she could have won she is i thought exactly what you thought she, she, could she have, couldn't bring the joy she and she actually won. brought more frustration and desperation yeah it was, it was like she was carrying that energy like she like she needed to realize that she 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 mm. is a star because it is a song about overcoming adversity, isn't it? It it's is. Like you, you're down in the dumps. You need to realize you're a star. Burst like a firework. Quite a simple but effective message. Jackie brought that. And Jackie looked like she was having a lot of fun on stage as well. And, and she was literal. And she was a little bit all over the place. But she surprised me with how good she was as a lip syncer. She brought me a lot of fun and high energy. Um, and I do think she was the clear winner of that lip sync. Yeah. Jacqueline. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not a I'm mad at you. It's very. I I just I just see the potential in Widow as a performer and what she could have done and what she would have done yeah. if she wasn't in that space. She could to find the joy in that. And it wasn't it wasn't like a joyful, grateful departure that she was clearly really broken by it. To me, it was the it was the sadness of Widow's defeat compared to Jackie actually really stepping it up. And there's a real contrast between their performances, and it was it was it was just it was quite uncomfortable to watch Widow. I thought that's what I that was my main feeling. I was uncomfortable. Um, I and then her departure was sad. She couldn't bring herself to properly hug Jackie at first, but then she did afterwards. She told Rue again this kind of catastrophization. She told Rue she felt like she let her down. She was crying as she left. She said she felt like she let everybody at home down it was really sad it wasn't a kind of like i've had such a great ride thank you rue kind of thing was it It was kind of like i failed you all i failed you all i'm a failure i'm i'm useless why Mm. do i do drag yeah as you know i think she defines herself by 
her drag and it's been the key if, to her overcoming a lot of adversity yeah exactly so it's very it's, personal it's for been her, her cape hasn't it it's yeah. been it's, it's been her saving grace and i think she owes a lot to her drag and i think she's she invests a lot in her drag so when it's not good enough she does feel like she isn't good enough when the drag's not good she isn't yeah. i think she needs to separate widow from i don't know where her her biological name they is. don't do that anymore they did in no. season one mm. it was very like i am so and so and i am bb's a harbinet but they don't do that anymore i just yeah well it was it was sad to see widow go i just i don't know i want to see more joy I, i'm definitely gonna check social media and see how she is you know give her a call yeah i think yeah. you should um drop like, it hi widow just just keep smiling <laughs> keep i mean shining. obviously with with coronavirus <laughs> we can't can. <laughs> We can't knock on at the moment, can we? We can't yeah. go see her face to face, but we will drop her. Oh, a call. Yeah, I'll drop her a text. Make sure she's yeah. okay. Oh, okay, another good episode. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not my favorite episode. No. It was, it's, it's really hard to get into these kind of politics ones, especially when I really can't connect with it. For us living in Britain, we have to work to connect with this material, yes. I think. But it was, you know, there were some fun moments. It was a win for Jada, which was nice to see. Jada's definitely continuing her trajectory to the top four. I don't see her not being in the top four now. I think the ones who solidified their place are Sherry. Well, <laughs> until what happened. Obviously, she's not in the top four anymore. Uh, Jada and Gigi and for the other two who are left now it's all to play for and we saw that next week is the makeover challenge so we're gonna uh, say goodbye to Heidi next week well that's the thing <laughs> I, I love so, the makeover challenge I, it's one of my favourites I love seeing the transformation and then being able to inject their style into somebody else now we've looks who we've got left poor Heidi is not gonna be very successful here um, Jada can clearly make clothes and beat a mug um, Gigi beats a fierce mug. Crystal's a very talented makeup artist. Sherry, um, she's very good at painting a face. Is she good at making an outfit, though? I don't think she is, so she might struggle a little bit. Who am I missing? Jackie. Oh, Jackie. Jackie doesn't paint very well, I don't... Well, sorry, no. there's me, sorry, the non-drag queen, non-makeup artist critiquing somebody else's makeup skills, but... But you have eyes, remember? <laughs> you are therefore qualified, eyes. my friend. <laughs> I have two eyeballs that work. Um... And I don't think she's the most accomplished makeup artist of the lot. So maybe we're looking at a week for um, Heidi and Jackie to struggle a little bit. Mm, that's it. That's our review for this week. Any yeah. last words? Um, stay uh, safe, you're cutting guys. off. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> um, you're, you're, we've lost you. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us this week. The last thing I want to say is please stop trying to make Brock Carly happen. Oh, yeah. Stop trying to make it happen. You know what? Completely agree. Can you say if it was Sakura, yeah, Rockham Sakura, I think people would love it. But I think because of because of who Dahlia, because of Dahlia and like the kind of drama she is that she that she brings, I think people aren't getting on board with that whole Brock Holly thing where she's there making all those cameos. If it was Rockham, people would be like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah really we love would. her, we love yeah, her. Yeah. But it's just it's it's not happening, Rue. It's not happening. It's Cancel ha- it. Edit it out like you did Sherry Pie, please. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have like they're trying to create another Vanjie, aren't they? She doesn't have Vanjie's kind of like innate likability and charisma. Yep. So let her be her. Stop trying to force it. Yep. Well, that's us for this week. Thank you for listening to Spilling the GNT. Oh, please make sure to rate, review, share, tell a friend, whatnot. Um, yes, thanks for joining us. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.